Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Three, Sit back and two, enjoy. One, zero. Welcome back to the Black Cinematic Universe. You have officially landed on another planet. I am your host, Commander Central, Doc Rock. I'm in the building. Dick James is in the building. I renounce my petty crown is in the building. We'll figure out what that means a little bit later. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> and what 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 building is this? That is a good. What's question, the address? <laughs> I want to. I want to visit. You want to visit this building? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From another planet. That's where we are. Lob, Lob is in the building, and I guess uh, Dane has renounced his petty crown to give it to Lob. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, uh, Rob is out again. He is doing some special stuff that he had already planned out for the new year. So we will talk to Rob hopefully on next week so we can get his full review on what if because we know he's burning to talk about that and amongst other things. But where are we going to start at today, man? Um, Dane, tell us what this renouncing thing is. I want to just start with you because I don't understand what any of that means right now. And I would love to know. Well, in the last week or so I guess it's all of this past week I had to come to the realization that I'm not nearly the pettiest man alive (laughs) 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 apparently apparently the pettiest man alive is uh, one comedian Cat Williams (laughs) we're gonna do this (laughs) I don't know man I feel like Cat just has a larger platform (laughs) (laughs) if it ain't Cat it's uh, uh, Uncle Shay Shay because that man would just sat back and let the the petty fly (laughs) yeah Shannon got to be more. He 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 got to do a better job of being a journalist, man, and, and getting checking his sources, doing some research and stuff, like he does for the NFL. For the NFL, he come with all his stats and prepared. Right, right. But this, oh, he, he just let this fly completely no, off. The he handle. said he said mm-hmm. that he came in in the what is it, the late night joint he do with Ocho. Yeah. He said he came prepared with a bunch of questions. He said before we were uh, recording, I told him, you know, I, I got all these questions I want to ask and da da da. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good interview. He said he was like, "So, cat, how you doing?" And cat, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the memes, but cat pretty much right. went Tupac on the hit him up video. <laughs> oh man! Like, so what? Cat. So what y'all think? What y'all take on cat, man? Since we here, we opened up the door. Love, why don't you give us the the the, the black Twitter spear take? What, mm-hmm. what what can we make of all of this, man? Yeah. So, you know, I think to a certain extent, Kat has positioned himself as like what he tries to deem as like, I'm a truth teller, right? Like I'm, I'm going to expose this stuff and I'm brave enough and I'm not attached to anybody to the point where like, you going to get unfiltered truth from me. And like, you don't have to worry about me lying to y'all because I'm indebted or I'm in bed with all these corporations and I'm, you know, I'm under the thumb of these powerful people. And so I think a lot of people do tune in, but personally, I have never seen someone be in that position and to a certain extent be like, I'm exposing the truth behind the walls of Hollywood, but be as funny as he is doing yeah, it. Right. No, no, so this, like, was, this was the best comedy special of 2024. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. Nothing's <laughs> happening this <laughs> I watched the full two hour. Uh, no, that was three hours. Three hours, whatever if you, it was. If you ever think about people who've been in a position, I don't care if they Kevin Hart, whoever, and they sit down in these interviews and they feel like, well, let me tell you what's going on really in Hollywood. It always has a serious tone to it. Right. 
his is a serious tone, but it's hilarious. <laughs> the way he talk about people, the, the the things he points out about people that are funny, uh, namely Jonathan it. Majors. Like <laughs> when he starts talking it. about what Jonathan Majors look like, that took me out. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I like, Hollywood fool you into thinking that this man was attractive. Y'all that's right. Y'all, y'all, y'all that's that's called told everybody in the world, convinced everybody in the world this man attractive. And then after he called him ugly like seven times, he's like. Like, so y'all think my daddy attractive? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, man, he kind of looked like Shannon. Shannon was some of the features he described. Yeah, right. I, I didn't know that Negro features was attractive to y'all. <laughs> um, it is interesting too, though. Like to just think, does he have any friends, man? Like he, he does. does. He did seem to have a high regard. That's a red flag for me. If the only people you respect are people that's already dead, like he did show respect for Bernie, and it, that's a red flag for me. It's almost like you don't ever want to have, you know, allegiance or respect for anybody. He did. Nick he Cannon. did show respect to uh, D.L. Hughley. He said no. Oh bad, yeah, he did. Bad he talk did. will be said about uh, D.L. Yeah, Earthquake. He did. He did. Well. <laughs> Yes, no, he did. No, he, said he was illiterate, uh, and, right, but, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, in his funny. defense, in his <laughs> defense, he is not the first. Per- he is not the first person to say earthquake is illiterate. I yeah. saw, I saw a video. Um, the dude to do impersonations that he got a radio show out in California. I can't remember his name right now, mm-hmm. but he he said the same thing about earthquake like five years ago. Yeah. If you seen then, Earthquakes uh, Drink Champs, you pretty much certain that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he all but said it himself. Yeah. You know, he uh, educated in a way, so. You know, yeah, uh, he like Nick Cannon, and he really ain't come at Chappelle either. But Nick Cannon was more that. like he mentored Nick, so that's why yeah. he, you know, here's the thing with Cat though. A lot of his stuff is cold hearted, and it's meant to hurt. Like, like he 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 throwing strays at people, <laughs> and it's funny. But it's like if you that person, it probably do sting. Knowing that you may not even have no personal beef with him, that's right. Thinks you're a part of, yeah, he he just thinks you're some part of some agenda, and you may be like, I thought we was cool. Like that's the thing about Cat. Like he definitely is a like a bridge burner, man. Because I can right. tell he hitting people. That's like, what I got to do with this? It, <laughs> it was a couple of those. It was ludicrous. Yeah. Like he hit Luda out of nowhere. Uh, because he Brandon T. Jackson. I know. Oh, was like, what? I, what? <laughs> I guess he might have already had beef with Michael Blackson, but the Michael Blackson thing was funny because literally the question Shannon asked was like, have you ever been booed? And then somehow right, he exactly. got to <laughs> coming at Michael Blackson right. for his uh comedy. Yeah. He started calling them Bama's the cabal. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna know what I want I'm I'm curious what Cat Williams' agenda was and his mental state in a way because it just seemed so just the thing for me though, when you bring that up, Cat Williams has always done this. Yeah. If you look at if you look at his first comedy special on HBO, the one that really blew him up, where everybody was like, Oh, this dude might be the funniest out right now. Mm -hmm. He got a joint in it talking about how Hollywood was different than a regular uh coming up in a regular comedy area because they'll just do drugs in front of you. Yeah. And then he said you go, he said he went to a Hollywood party. Yep. And you, he saw it was in a mansion looking through rooms and he said it was two dudes kissing. He was like, is that Professor Obi? So <laughs> he has called out people yep. like this forever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not new. He just did, did that make you think of like, because it's funny how a lot of this stuff circles back. And it, it's, it's we're kind of in the perfect climate for somebody like a cat. Like everybody's looking yeah. for conspiracies and Illuminati and the Epstein mm-hmm. stuff just dropped. 
and then Puffy and all that, but it did when <laughs> see, he had to stay away started, from Puffy because it made me started <laughs> when he said that. It made me think of that comedy when he talked about uh, he looked in the room and saw Professor Ovi and made me think like, oh man, was, that a, puff was that a puppy party? Because <laughs> <Right. laughs> he because he definitely said I wanted my virgin booty hole to stay virgin. That's why I had to stay away from partying with Puff. Professor who who is Professor Obi? Um, you know, on uh, the Monique show where she had Ogilvy, 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 yeah, that's what it was. So, uh, the oh, Monique show, the dude that she was always in love with. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, <laughs> you talk yeah. about Dorian Wilson, yeah. he's the actor. So I think, I think to a certain extent, if if Cat was trying to be funny, right, and he was just going to extreme, all right, that'd be one thing. But I think where I get lost with Cat sometimes is that he acts like not like why would I lie? And then we find out from legitimate people who had who he didn't go at, who literally were just like objectively, that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you standing on it as if it's this is a fact? It's undisputable. And then we find out you putting your own twist on everything, like and that, like mm-hmm. we saw. And then some of the stuff he was saying was just pretty much perspective. Like when he talked right. about Ricky Smiley, it was like right. I could just see how Ricky Smiley didn't necessarily see it the way you did. And right. Right. when we hear Ice Cube come out and say, "Yeah, nah, different people got different vantage points," I'm like, "Yeah, why is it so important to you that you feel like people are lying and you're the only one who knows the truth?" So now, yeah. when you lie like that, when people lie like that, I can't take nothing they say is truth and so yeah, that, but, i think that but undermines some people, but that's why i question some people that I question think their perspective is right right like they automatically just assume like no, well, not just that we're talking about stuff from right. 10 and 15 and 20 years ago perhaps he just don't recollect the truth that well you know what i'm saying right. like he, yeah he half remembers a lot of it too so i think it, that's why you, you, you i can't know for certain but when you do this and you mix truth with a little bit of embellishment that's when it's successful because it's enough here where you pull receipts and you like, oh man, and he got some dudes co-signing it, it, too. It does line up, and there's old video clips yeah. and all that stuff to pop mm-hmm. up of of Steve Harvey doing his material or Cedric doing material that wasn't mm-hmm. his, and the whole mm-hmm. uh, uh, Mark Curry that yeah. popped up where Mark Curry, uh, Mark Curry is, yeah. yeah. So it, it's uh, and that's a big thing with comedians, man. Like they. Yeah. When it comes to, to um, taking material, and I guess it's not it's quite huge. as easy yeah. as it used to be, because before you would do your stand up and you would just be in the city and you didn't necessarily record as long as it wasn't your special. It was hard right. to get caught up. But now with the Internet, a lot of this stuff is resurfacing. Yeah, what's the uh, some impact, though? What does so, it so for com- So for comedians, it matters a lot, because if you tell that joke, like said, told and that blows you up and makes you a household name because they saw that they saw your special and they wanted to give you a chance on a TV show because your special did so well off of that ending joke that said it did. Now, Cat Williams is like, well, that could have been my TV show. Or that right. could have been my chance to get another special or something. And like you that. work so hard and, to perfect that joke and for right. somebody to take it yeah. after you've done yeah. it in multiple clubs, because you just don't come up with the joke. You yeah, they travel with yeah, audience. They, they travel for like a year before they get to do the jokes to on take TV. it, man. That's, 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 and yeah, that's intellectual property. Like, yeah. even though I can't trademark my jokes in the comic world. That's what I'm. That's what our profession is, and that's where you get respect. It's like you get booed, or you get laughs. It's like it let them be yours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely yeah. think that's a huge violation, and and it's funny because I've seen it. I've seen it where someone had a really good joke, and then I've seen a same comic use the exact same material, and I'm yeah. like, why would you do that? 
Like this yeah. person's already like this ain't even somebody who's doing like hole in the wall comedy and you steal that joke. There's someone who's already made it and I've seen it in a you know some media platform and then you gonna steal that and use it? That's crazy. Yeah. I don't. I will. I mean, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm. Um, yes, in, in, in that case in point alone, I agree. I won't d- d- dispute that. I guess I'm wondering if. It's one thing to steal an entire set as opposed to just stealing part of no, a joke or making a joke your own. One, your one, own. Jo- one joke is seven, eight minutes for a comedian. Mm-hmm. And and you got to take, still look at it with like rappers look at rap. You can't rhyme my lyrics. That's how comedians look at Correct. But they do it. it. But they do it. You know what I mean? No idea is original. And then even to that point, like the Steve Harvey thing that he stole, he did. I, I don't know if he's if he told the joke at a show, but I know he told it on his show, like on his talk show. You know what I mean? He, yeah, he, saw, he, he said it sort of in passing almost as if y'all making fun of, it de- in a self-deprecating way, y'all making fun of my life. Whereas when Mark Curry told it, he set it up as the whole entire joke. Um, and so I, I'm saying from where the context in which Steve Harvey told it, sure, well, shame on you if you're not supposed to do it. That's the rules. You know that, fine. But I'm not suggesting that he, by, by doing so, he somehow reduce Mark's, Mark Curry's stand-up. Right. But there's also but, the... Well, he also took one of Cat's jokes when he was talking about um, paying at the pump, like took the whole thing where, you mm-hmm. know, used to be to go go to the pump where you had time to have your thoughts and, you know, uh, go in and get some snacks. He took the whole thing mm-hmm. um, and then redid it. And then you got to think, too. And, and, and said, he took... Bominicious. Yeah. yeah. That was... And, I mean, that, that he completely took. I mean, and word, and almost word for word, and, and, and Mark Curry, and, and Mark Curry got a little bit of a um, a, a point where he said the Steve Harvey show was very similar to Hang On <laughs> yeah, Mr. Cooper. Yeah, I ain't yeah. think about that. I ain't think about oh, it until he said. I was like, Dang, and the difference with like, that in Hollywood perfect. and even music is that once you do a joke or a special, it's over. Like. You know, yeah. if I take music, I still get my royalties. People still bump my song and people still go back, especially in the yeah. age of streaming and watch comedy shows. But it's not the same. Not it's like, not like yeah. he can go back on stage I'll go, I'll and tell go, his old Jay-Z, jokes. If Jay-Z come in town in 2020, I want to go pay and go see Jay-Z. If Jay-Z come yeah. back in town in 2022, I expect to hear them same songs I played exactly. for and it's in nice 2020 for and the new joints. If for comedians, you come in 2020, I better not hear them same jokes in 2022 yeah. when I pay to see you again. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I've seen comedians re-rinse jokes. I've seen... Hey, um, that, but older comedians back in the day used to do that a lot more because mm-hmm. the, the world wasn't as small. Yeah, You couldn't see that that they were stealing from people like the the, com- the comedy base in Atlanta where it was a no-name. And that's why Kat said he probably thought I was just a no-name dude that nobody was ever going to see my joke. Yeah. yeah. Here's, so, the, like, here's uh, the bigger other the other bigger underlying undercurrent that I don't like with with Kat. Kat typically tries to take an angle of, you know, black empowerment, pro-black, you know, I'm I'm truly about my people. But every time he does this, he tears down all black people. And so it's that, almost like lifting himself up by comparison to X, this person, yeah. that person. I'm better than this person because you love them. But like, guess what? This is who they really are. This is how foul they are. This is why I'm better than them. When I go into so, different hoods, I, I pay my tithes back into that community. I might give so, somebody. That's great. But you lifting yourself up 
at the at the I, I, I don't disagree with what you're uh, saying. I would put the caveat that he tends to only do that with people that are large. The younger yeah. comedians, the up and coming dudes, they seem to all love Cat Williams because they the ones that get that residual I so back into the community, I yeah. so back into the comedy right. world. Like he does that for people that I guess he he claims they're funnier than him, but they aren't as big as him. They so basically so so I saw a dude from Greensboro who mm -hmm. who was a comedian locally in Greensboro that posted on IG his clip his, he was telling his story he was like mm -hmm. you can't talk bad about Cat Williams around me no matter what he say because I was one of those dudes that he was talking about where somebody called me and was like yo he got five minutes I talked him into letting my friend come come up here and get these five minutes he said I went up there they didn't know who I was I killed I did good I wasn't getting paid by nobody it was just for me to get my face out there Cat Williams broke me off for $750. He was like, I'm going to give you however many for every minute you did. I'm going to give you the hundred and some dollars or whatever. He gave him 750 So it, he was like, I, he didn't have to do that. He didn't even have to talk to me. He sat yeah, and chopped I it mean, up with me in the back and gave me advice. So yeah, I mean, that, that's a, coming up dudes love that, him for stuff. But like that's that. a complex. Like if, yeah. if I can't, you can't give, you can't give, you can't give say $750 right, right. to change his life. Well, he, like, he can't afford so, to give said something that's going to make <laughs> Yeah, so my thing is, at your peers, with your level, the people at your level above you, you got nothing but bad things to say about them. And these are the people we love. These are a lot of our yeah. comedic heroes. And you yeah. keep trying to derail them and tear them down so you can be elevated above them. I think, I think he wants of, them to be like him. Instead of sharing you know who you are and what you're doing for younger comedians and letting them tell your right. story and stuff right. like that and being you can be that and this is a better go go after if 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 it is an issue of that go after the white comedians i don't think that's even appropriate either but i'm just saying we got to stop feeling like we can just basically have a green light on everybody in our own Crabs community all the time yeah, yeah and just be like you know, tearing each other down and, and then pop like propping yourself up as, you know, right. I'm Malcolm X, basically. Right. Yeah. I, I watch a, a a podcast uh that comedians do. It's big part of the reason why I know so many non super famous comedians. Um and they a lot of them were saying the same thing. It was like that's in house business. He's like, I can be around, I'm around comedians I don't like personally all the time. And I, I, I never put that out in the streets. If I got a problem with them, I'll pull them to the side and say something to them. Or, you know, I talk to them when I get an opportunity. I don't need to put that in no interview, in no public yeah. domain for yeah. everybody to see. So I, I, get, I definitely agree with that. And, and that's funny. the part I don't Oh, oh boy, I was going to say, and that's the part I didn't like either, because he also tried to lean on God and a lot of the stuff that he was doing and like, you know, we're saying stuff yeah. like paying his tides and, you know, this is what Christ would do and this and that. But yeah, man, he, but he's at the same time, he's tearing people down. And well, he didn't really mention like Eddie um, or Chris Rock, uh, but Kevin Hart gives back too, man, to say that the guy doesn't. Well, him and Kevin he Hart ain't never liked each other. Exactly. So like you, you basically tearing Kevin Hart down, insinuating he doesn't do these things when he does. And I'm not saying I don't, I'm not as big of a fan to know like what Cedric or Steve Harvey or some of them guys have done. But uh, he also made it almost made it sound like they never gave back to anybody. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that, that, Cat, that just sounds like a falsehood. Yeah, Cat, I think somebody said this earlier, like Cat. I think it was you, Dane. I, I do think that sometimes people's offense with Cat is like they're just not him. 
and they don't yeah. move or operate like him. And so with that, he he feels like I can do and say whatever about you because you don't do things like me. Yeah. And I think that's the case for Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart has been sound, found success his way. He ain't right. never have an issue with Cat Williams. He, he Cat Williams said, like, I thought Cat was, I have respect for him. Like, I'll talk good about Cat. Cat just do things his way. There's but a theory not. about that relationship, though. But then to, to Cat, uh, Kevin Hart it, it initially, oh, he's a plant. And it yeah. just went with that narrative. And it's been like that ever since. He don't like Kevin Hart's ma- method of getting success. So so the 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 thing I heard another comedian that's, you know, up and coming type of comedian say about that situation. He's like, the reason you don't ever hear Kevin Hart say nothing about Cat unless it's in response to Cat is because Cat just mad at Kevin Hart because he let a rookie come in and take his spot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart, right. he was a rookie. He took right. Cat's spot. Cat was he, big. Kevin Hart came on the scene and just took his spot. And he cool with the rookies on the, the bench. Ball. Yeah, he, he cool with the rookies the, on the he bench. He cool but, with the rookies on the bench who love yeah. him, who can take his leadership and yeah. like appreciate the little money he throws yeah. to him. But when you and when you take another, his spot, he was he was a little man syndrome. Yeah, and that's what it was. He was he's like he was the little man comedian, and everybody found funny. He 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 fumbled the ball a little bit. Kevin Hart picked it up and ran with it, and that he did one of the richest comedians ever. Like, right? Yeah. Does anybody else detect like a little bit of con? Well, I don't know if it's a little bit, but uh, uh some Kanye in uh yeah. Kevin Hart. Yeah. I mean, uh, cats. Yeah. 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 Anytime yeah. that Bama posts a video running the forty after the interview, <laughs> and, it, and it shows funny, on the phone that it was a four four seven. Like he claimed a four four two, but he right. showed a four four seven. I don't know if it was real. You ain't no, you don't see no person there with the stopwatch. Right, but you he, just see it after. But, like but he, he claims after that he ran a four four seven. Yeah, that he, he got, was he moving though. I give that. He looked like he was His going form fast. Is terrible. Though. And I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know if it's to the extent of a diagnosable or clinical like mental illness with cat. But I do believe there's something psychological in there. And like sometimes I'll be wanting John to just kind of break down <laughs> some of these mental issues that because we all struggle with stuff, even from yeah, our childhood, you know? Yeah. But with Kat, it's something going on, man, that he needs therapy for because you can't I, tell I'm me just a firm believer drugs. that when you really just in your lane and you're great, as great as Kat says he is about himself, <laughs> right? You don't have to really I I'll be honest. When if I have you that great, you ain't gotta say it. And when I've been in my like my purpose or in my groove about something and I'm like winning, I'll be honest. I've heard other people say that I really don't be worrying about nobody else. Like right. I don't yeah. I don't really even I don't even have that like desire to be worrying about other people. Yeah. I uh, thought I he did have an episode at one point in time and there was a rumor that he had he's saying that's not true though right? he's claiming that that was the media you don't know nobody that actually saw it no we saw that 12 year old choke him out though but we, we did see oh, that's yeah. what i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but that whenever, I, knew, I knew that Even, joke i knew the interview was gonna be the best comedy special of the year right. as soon as uh shannon sharp was like oh you need to stop drinking he was like i am not fueled by alcohol right? <laughs> I, have I have had, had less you. than you <laughs> it's funny because i watched that a lot of this stuff sent me down a cat rabbit hole but i watched that fight like cat is funny oh you went back and watched it after the interview yeah cat is funny even in them situations like he's literally on the ground he was like is this your child get up off me little boy (laughs) (laughs) like in the midst of being like held down and choked out Uh, he's still talking smack (laughs) the bad thing is this is like i think we said it like this has always been something cat kind of entertains us with 
this broke the internet. And so it it's did. just oh, yeah. further positive reinforcement that this is a good angle for Cat, I guess, yep. from his perspective. It's and funny, man. I'll be honest, I will not be surprised if this is bad publicity that turns good for him and oh, we see him put a special has. or a tour together. His next quickly. his next special is going to be sold oh, yeah. out. That, yeah, he's got to be promoted. And his last man. three and been trash, and the yeah. next one going to blow up. Thank <laughs> you for saying that. I was waiting for that part to come up. I've mentioned it here before. I think he's a far better actor or comic actor in film than he ever is in a stand-up. So for him, the way he talks about himself is just like, dude, you ain't that funny. Like, your first was probably after that. It ain't He got, I think they say he got 12 specials in total, even like the half-hour specials. And I think the first two on HBO, the two hours on HBO were his best two. And then that was like two of his first three ever, because I think he might have had a half-hour before that. And after that, it towards towards Netflix. So I wonder if, because he was saying... Almost all of them Netflix Jones is trash. Well, yeah, but he was saying that, you know, so I I wonder if he's got something coming out. You don't do this level of promotion without either a tour or something. So probably about to start a tour. So dude, like y'all just brought up a good question in my mind. Like, if you to be to be the greatest comedian, can you are y'all of the mindset of the purest where it's strictly relegated to like stand up? Like if you're if you're the best, you're the purest form is stand up. Or do y'all look at it as a body of work? To be the greatest, you have to have these attributes where you do good movies, you do shows, you do like you've been able to win and have success at all of those. I, I I'm, I'm more of the latter. I'm more the latter. Like I look at Eddie and Martin, and I feel like there's no limitation to what they were able to bring to to make us laugh. That's what I look at, and Cat all but said it in his opinion. Like you kind of have to be able to transcend, and that's people' goals, and that's why he was getting on Steve Harvey, calling him country, and he couldn't act, and nobody <laughs> want to see you on TV. <laughs> said so his hair was a piece, man. You, man, you <laughs> but Steve Harvey got so many different lanes that he making money. Like yeah. I don't that's why I was kind of like off said it, you know, it was said in jest, but I guess you've never seen a Steve Harvey movie. But at the same time, like he respected Nick Cannon for almost doing something real similar to Steve Harvey's lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But so, Nick Cannon, I don't, I don't know if you can call him a day. I don't know that comedians would call him a traditional yeah, comedian either. I, like, no, I, not, I think, but, I think in the comedian world, in the world of comedians, this is also why they had a problem with social media stars, but you have to yeah. start with stand-up right if yeah, you yeah. don't prove yourself on the mic they not gonna respect you and i agree with that you're you're a, move you're, on. to me you're a funny actor if yes you, if yes, you can only exactly. do that you're just a funny yeah. actor which so, we've seen we see a lot of actors who just are good at right comedy roles and then but they're mm-hmm. never gonna so, do stand-up so i think that there is the possibility for both things to be true though i think that you can mm-hmm. be like eddie murphy you prove that ain't nobody messing with me on this mic on the stand up mm-hmm. and now I don't ever have to do this again and then now I'm going to make the best movies of a comedian for a decade right. and that's the and, and, you know, so I, I think yeah. you could do that and be considered the greatest and I think you could also go the George Carlin even though he he has some cameos but the George Carlin Chris Rock route yeah. and be in that top five list and like no I'm like that on this mic my movies is eh yeah, like yeah. I ain't really nice yeah. with the movies. It's the right. mic that you got to. Right. But, but that's they, not I wish they I feel like it's in that lane too. So my thing is, you're right. Greatest yeah. can be broader, but yeah. I look at it like 
you're never gonna be in like nobody's top five if you can't do all Dave of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Dave and, Chappelle and that, don't make good movies. He got one good movie. Yeah, but he had the show. Out, so, yeah, so that the helps show, him. The show well, was the show. impactful. People, yeah. some people right. are except, for, except for there is someone here that didn't like the show. There's someone here that did not like the show. Like Cat Williams has never had a movie where he was the lead. Right? Say what? Cat Williams never had a movie where he was the lead. No, and we nah. loved it. Like nah. you can, you can. I like, I like having. Right. That's like, why. I, I stuff yeah. That's why I said that's the one. That's the one movie <laughs> but, I was giving Dave Chappelle. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's what I think. To truly be a goat, you gotta be, in my opinion, like Love said, you gotta hit all those threats. It's kind of like to be like Jordan was able to score, play yeah. defense, like Kobe, LeBron, like all those can bring them facets. But if you you got a real great three pointer. You know, you that's the stand up lane. So I can say, like, man, he's one of the best stand ups of all time, yeah, but right, he's right. not top five. I think that's a false though. equivalency. I think the, the equivalence to what you just said, James, is the difference between being able, like um Dave Chappelle said, I don't I don't do good impersonations. That would be the three pointer and um or set up a long yeah. joke that might be your field that, goals or your rebound at all from being a, a stand up. Right. Though. I'm saying right. I think the equivalence of what you do outside in the NBA would be more like LeBron do with charity and marketing and um opening other business. That's businesses. not entertainment though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's why so that's why I said I'm a, but I'm not on that side of the fence though. I believe in just being a purist. I think being able okay. to do the stand up is the only thing that really I have value with with a comedian because I think opportunities over time existed far more for people later on than perhaps earlier you know i'm like a, a lot of earlier comedians didn't have as many opportunities to have their face in a lot of different areas maybe Ooh, a show mom, maybe. Like red box right that's what i was gonna say we talking about who was right red fox right. red fox no, no on the uh, record um oh, cosby no, on, but well, on record, well, cosby, oh. yeah, cosby is that one but it's um god why is his name not coming to me Oh, Even prior, um, he was on records before Richard Pryor. Yeah. Um, you talking about the one that started the little weight loss challenge, the walking around the miles and all of that? I don't know, but then he got his um, then he got the Dick Gregory variety show. You talking about Dick, Dick Gregory? Gregory? No, Dick no, not Dick Gregory. Dick Gregory. He had the variety show, me. and I think a brother or somebody or not. God, I'm gonna kill me. It's a brother, and he was a pioneer, but again. He went from records to having his own variety show, and it was a huge hit. And so, what I'm saying is, is like, even as far back as that to the beginning of the people we consider goats, mm -hmm. they they stepped outside of stand up and were able to still succeed. So it's like, yeah, that might be the bread and butter, but it's like, you really can't say you the goat if you can't because making me laugh is the game, right? Okay. And if I can make you laugh in any form or shape, that says that's how good I am. I understand. I'm just saying I don't I don't uh, I don't agree with the equivalence that yeah flip you know, I think everything that's it. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Flip Wilson. I, I think everything you do, I think on stage people have different delivery styles and, and and that you know that they have mastered and some people do it better than others. Like Dave, yeah. neither Dave nor um nor Chris Rock are good at impersonations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all Chris yeah. Rock impersonations sound like squeaky voice Chris Rock. Yeah. But then there are yeah. other comedians who do that have that skill set as well. Yeah. I'm just looking for a better, Jamie better Fox. analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Jamie Foxx is the impersonation king, right? Yeah, yeah but I Jim think Harris. I think shows and movies are like winning championships. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't a lot of good that. players like Vince Carter who had a lot of the you know bread and butter. They got it, mm -hmm. 
but they can't get to the pinnacle. And that's where you look I, at the greats. Like they, I don't know. I, I think you could I think you could be one of the greats and be both. Like I I Dave Chappelle's catalog outside of stand up is not long. Yeah, the the two things he got we consider pretty great if or good. I don't know if I would say half bake is great, but I mean his <laughs> movie catalog cool. Tell yeah, that to Samson. His, his, <laughs> yeah, his, his movie catalog is weak. I mean, but that's, uh, that's yeah, one of them. But that's that's kind of like discounting the shows. Like the show itself. Yeah, but that's one show. He ain't got. No, he, ain't done, he ain't done no other shows. He ain't done no other no other sitcoms or none of that stuff. But I think for me, that's what I mean is the standard. Like he was able to enter into so, the so show you, realm yeah. and have and, immense success because he made right. everyone laugh right. with that show. So, the and it's the same with like Seinfeld, like exactly. who when he's like, regarded. But, you but know, when you when you had that cultural so when impact, you say greats, we say in like the top ten ever. Yeah, like okay, so it's Chris are, Rock. Is Chris Rock a top ten ever? Yes, so he ain't got his shows and his movies weak. Nah, uh, Chris Rock I, show was I think, dope. What, I think what, that's what show he more, got is good. Which is Chris fine. Rock. That's the for you to feel that way, but I'm saying Chris, but Chris Rock. Everybody Rock hates Chris. That's yeah, did he write on that? I didn't even think he wrote on that. I didn't even think that was him. Yeah, I thought he was just a producer that did narration. I mean, that was his comedy. It's not like Eddie Murphy wrote the script for 48 hours. He ad lib, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but Chris Rock didn't act on Everybody Hates Chris either. I can (laughs) can even give you. I will give you nobody. Everybody hates Chris. Like I'm cool with that argument, right? But I'm just saying, like the Chris Rock show, like just to even. I don't even know what the Chris Rock show is you're referring to. On HBO, you missed out, man. Yeah, yeah. I missed out because that's, that's where that's where like you know who Pootie Tang is. Yeah, I know who Pootie Tang okay, is. Okay, you know for a reason. You can't say this about a lot of comedians who consider themselves greats. They don't even have nothing like that. But, but I all do, the ones but, I think of in my top ten have like so, succeeded. But see, now you can make Chris Rock. I yeah. mean, uh, Cat Williams's argument, which is whether someone is given or allowed the opportunity because they can't start these things on their own. Right. And Dane is saying, but are those opportunities any good? Yeah. I think those are two different questions. You can have a, a plethora of Chris different. Chris Rock made his name in stand up and cameos in movies. I'll give you cameos in movies. Chris Rock killed. But his own stuff, when they gave him an opportunity to do his own stuff, none of that stuff was super successful except for Everybody Hates Chris, which I don't know if he wrote on. He didn't act in. I think he was just uh, the name because his name carried weight. James is probably thinking about um, Empire and that Saw joint that that came out. Right? <laughs> oh, you know what? I, but it was a serious role. But he he carried the that one season of Fargo. But yeah, that was a serious role. That yeah, wasn't a comedic yeah. role. Yeah, and that's why I said like, I don't know. Like some people's stuff weighs more. Like I think Dave and Chris Rock because their stand up was so uh, prolific. It kind of weighs a little higher. Where right. again, like well, to nah, get to that James, level with like we, Eddie we, and them. You we, also do it gotta, we also got to recognize that Cat Williams is telling us over and over again, I turned down this much money three times. I turned down $20 million three times or whatever. Trying to keep Diddy away from $50 million three times. So what I'm saying is we can't, we can't say nothing about Cat being given opportunities if he's saying... I turned it down. It yeah, wasn't but nobody, right I don't think that's, any of us considers Cat top 10 greatest all time. Right. Well, Cat right. does. Well, yeah, that, right. that's Cat yeah. talking crazy. <laughs> hey, and 
uh, off this subject that, that a little a bit. Faison, right? fat, yeah. That's a fat Faison love lie. <laughs> did, did y'all know about, like, I hadn't. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I didn't know about the Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey stuff oh, where Bernie allegedly, I mean, uh, Steve allegedly tried to get in on the Ocean's Eleven thing. And apparently that really happened. Yeah. When uh, when uh, they, they reconciled not long before bernie mac died on that that's the talk show where yeah that was, was new to me that. for him to try yeah. to undercut and be like i'll do it for less and like that's mm-hmm. man that's cold-blooded yeah. right yeah. Bernie, Bernie i remember okay. pierre like, i really don't but, mess with this yeah, yeah. yeah. i remember pierre dude. the light-skinned comedian yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah he got he had real beef with steve Harvey too um mm-hmm. and i think chris thomas like it's it's a lot of comic Mayor DC? it's a lot yeah it's a lot of comic beef that uh, Pierre's podcast goes into oh, he, yeah. his podcast, podcast is just about comedians. Uh, and, uh, I didn't even know he had one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good, man. Because yeah, it's about. like one on one with comedians, and uh-huh. it ain't really that big time. But if you check it out, you get a lot of insight on like a lot of personal stuff that they've dealt with yeah. with other comedians. It's funny, Rogan will hit that stuff too, man. It's a lot of good comedy podcasts out there. Though. When they started, <laughs> I know, man. The way Cat, the funny thing about Rogan is he always talk about Cat. Like he loves Cat Williams. Uh, yeah, he thinks he's hilarious. But he like Cat Williams because he knows that Cat Williams like shakes up the room. He yeah, he, he yeah. like that about Cat. Williams. I, He'll be yeah, on the I show. A lot of a lot of comedians do too. Hey. We ain't never seen Cat Williams and Charleston White in the daggone same room. <laughs> we, we need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> they like the same dude. They are. Yes, they they are. look alike and yes, they, they chaos are. agents. They, soul bro- <laughs> they spirit brothers. They yes, are. They are. <laughs> I think Cat Williams might be Charleston White's spirit animal. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I we can't spend man. too much more time here, man. We need to move on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was no, afraid yeah, we wrote this, this whole show, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, we, we'll get back to the, the black men in dresses later. Not unless that's that's important for y'all to uh, to, to talk about. But yeah, we are a weird phenomenon, man. Funny, but uh, I'm no, I know Dane, man. That'll be another hour. Well, Dane and Love, uh, <laughs> 2024 Love is is ready to jump in and assist. Yeah. Uh, no, I, don't think I, I don't think I would have an angle you think, but we can move on. Yeah, because I mean, white comedians have done it too. Yeah, uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire and Jim yes. Carrey, and you yes. know, it's probably plenty others that I'm missing. I think Mrs. Doubtfire. Is the what was Tootsie? Tootsie was and Mrs. Doubtfire are the most successful movies or sh- yeah, uh, uh, pieces of work with comedians in dresses, and they both white men. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. It, ain't, it ain't a black man thing. It's people want to see men in dresses. For yeah. And if you don't do impressions as a comedian, I guarantee you nobody's gonna want you to be in a dress. Like right. it's only right. the comedians who yeah. do impression yeah. right yeah. really well. Uh, which is funny because Martin ain't really an impression person. He just. He does characters, but same with Eddie. They yeah, just do not, characters. Yeah. But he did so many characters on the show. Yeah. Right. Shanae. Right. Martin, yeah. I mean, Martin was on the level. But he wasn't good with voices, but somehow he yeah. was able to That's do characters. Yeah. Yeah. For the record, uh, I've said this before. I actually went to school and graduated with a girl named uh, Shanae. So, no. <laughs> I, is it, was that the girl across the hallway with Shanae? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. 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 You said Machine look like Martin, though. No. <laughs> Man, like, could y'all do that? Like, if if Shanene was Dude, like, what? The I'm baddest, married. What you talking about? The, the, the baddest. So before you marry, pre pretext. No. <laughs> like, would you still be married to Shanene? But she the baddest, the best. Like, yeah, this no. this Shanene. <laughs> so you saying if, if, my, if my wife's name was Shanene, would I have still no. married? Her? 
would that have been a tough pill to swallow, right? <laughs> I mean, you had to figure out a nickname or something. <laughs> oh man, hey man, so y'all brought it up here a couple times, man. Um, uh, we didn't we didn't get a chance to review it because we were waiting for everybody to watch it. But that was Dave Chappelle's The Dreamer. Um, we can transition right into that because you all brought to it. What were your thoughts about The Dreamer? Um, anybody, just hop it in. Tell me what y'all yeah. felt about. I just the one thing I wanted to say, man. I was actually glad that Dave actually made me laugh in this joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Damn>. What? Because <laughs> his last. <laughs> That's twice Dave, on the show already. <laughs> Dave got to the point where he was very insightful. He made you think about stuff a certain way. And, and he was definitely, you know, like shine light on stuff that you want people to like, be like, no, y'all got to think more realistic about this. Or y'all being, y'all getting carried away with this, you know, protecting or act overreacting to certain things. He was great for that, but it wasn't always funny. And in this really? joint, I, in this joint, I actually was like laughing. I was like, "Oh, this joint actually." I, I might have to put like, Dave back on my ten comedians. I I would pay to go see. <laughs> that's like movies and everything else. I'm probably just an easy win because all his specials have made me laugh. Now I didn't like yeah, you know too. knock down, drag out throughout the entire thing, but they were definitely jokes that got me. Like his first Netflix one when he was talking about they all in the same car and like that the L one, don't like that, the that, B. That one had a couple of jokes. Yeah. That one, that's that one why I said had, I've said this before, and I'm a, he just continues to to. Re- Reaffirm it, man. Comedy is like beer to Dane. It's a certain hops, a certain what type absolutely, of absolutely, absolutely. formula that he needs, and it's good to him. Like that's that's Dane's thing. It's like it's, I mean, but there is like there's the I like I like I will agree with that. But there is certain beer I, I like more than one type of beer. But yeah, there are some yeah. beers that I just hate. I'm like, yeah, yeah this exactly. Yeah. I um. I, I, I always wonder this. I always assumed that everybody was the same, but then I started realizing not everyone laughs like 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 I do. I'm someone who cries laughing. Like, do, do y'all get to that point ever? Like, I do, do but I don't. I, do. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> not I with Dave recently, but yeah, I was about to say I d- haven't been getting there with Dave, and I think that's why right. I made yeah, the comment. Yeah. I, can like, see I, I, I wouldn't say that. Oh, I can see why people would laugh at this, but it's just like, oh, that was funny. It wasn't yeah. like a oh man, mm-hmm. I'm crying like right. at Dave's mm-hmm. last two three joints. Yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't put it in that um, category either. Um, and, but right. but like yeah. killing them softly, the joint that he referred mm-hmm. to in this yes. joint, that joint <laughs> yeah. came out my senior year undergrad. That yeah. was my favorite stand up for like three or four years. To that yeah, I still laugh. I still put that joint sometimes. Yeah, yeah. and it, and you can see the energy difference. Like yeah. this is an older Dave. Like yeah. you right. can mm-hmm. see it in his body language and his energy. The, the slow like he slow walks us through jokes whereas mm-hmm. when he was younger man it was like back Rapid to back yeah. <laughs> yeah and even jamie fox doing impressions of dave he he says yeah. i can even do young dave and he does two yeah. different daves because oh, yeah. you know he knows that old dave is just a little different i need, I need to see that i haven't seen yeah. that now he's talking to us back then it was a voice that he yeah. was too you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I hey. thought this, I thought this was was smart. Like all his past few mm-hmm. comedies, I think to like Dane says it was a little bit funnier um, than probably the last two. Uh, certainly, how he set some jokes up. You know, I love when comedians do that. You don't see it coming, and then he I love hits that, you. Like, man. where is he going with the Jim Carrey? Patrice O'Neill was great at that too, man. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. just out of nowhere, you'd be like, man, <laughs> like get you to agree, like that yeah. Natalie Holloway joke, yes. and then he was like, what was her name? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: I, I was 
I did not think that he was as in depth in the points that he was making as he had been the last couple of them. Like yeah. he still, he still, yeah, he didn't get as deep. But it, it, I also was like, well, is that why it was more funny? Because he just got to the joke rather than going like super mm-hmm. deep with some of the stuff. And I, I, I hate it that you know it's a he's a comedian so you got to spark that right balance so the balance just may be different for some people than others but yeah i wonder if i wonder if netflix approaches comics and says hey we want to shoot a special with you and it's a one-off every time or if dave and and they've signed a deal they've signed a deal okay so do you think it it comes with a certain amount of shows or just is it first right of refusal where netflix is like we have this deal with you so if any any time we want to shoot something that you're doing i'm pretty sure dave's had a certain amount amount of shows but he he already exhausted that so that's why everybody was surprised that this one came out when he made mm-hmm. the announcement. So yeah, I don't know I, if he got a new contract or he's just doing one-offs from here on out. Okay. I think this was the fifth one on Netflix, I believe. Yeah. And he I think his deal was sixty million for four. Mm-hmm. So I right. think that's why everybody was surprised. And Kat kind of said the same thing in his rant that he had a deal and he, you know, was doing a certain amount and getting paid this amount for everyone that he dropped. I think I've realized too the comedy that I like is thought provoking, but it also yeah. kind of has to ruffle feathers and have a little bit of controversy and something that makes you uncomfortable. Like yeah. I like comedians that say funny stuff that is inappropriate, which is why some of the jokes, you know, and again, they call it punching down or whatever, but I kind of like that when it, you know, offends a little bit, like it's kind of mm-hmm. be uh, got to be a little bit offensive, but it's got to be smart. And it seems like Dave toes that line perfectly where it's offensive and it's going to offend somebody. And if somebody in the room, uh, regardless of, you know, race, color, creed, it's going to be offended because yeah. of what's said, but it's going to be thought provoking. And you know, smart. what's so funny about it is at the end, if you sit and watch the, the photos of the people, all the people, the people he, he made fun of are yeah. laughing yeah. at all presumably yep. in his show. And I thought you know that was great, so? man. Like, we got to learn yeah. to laugh at ourselves again. I, and he I, mentioned Norm McDonald. Norm was good at that stuff, too. Yeah. He had a lot of uncomfortable, funny humor. Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably why Dave loved him um, and mm-hmm. a lot of other comedians love him I, because he did that. I think the one thing I appreciate about Dave is, like, one of the things I love about comedy is, like, everybody should have petty. The, Oh, sorry. No. <laughs> no, that everybody should have the ability to laugh at themselves. And yeah. if you and if you can't laugh at yourself, I'm just gonna pick on you even more until you get, <laughs> until you yeah. you know stop being so uptight and laugh at yourself. Did y'all watch the credits uh, or did y'all just turn it off? Nah, it, you know, with the pictures, just John was just talking about with the pictures and stuff. Oh, that's what watching. you were talking about. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I yeah, thought right. you were talking about uh, video of the people in the audience. No, no, no. 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 No, yeah. all the pictures that you know, okay. they show him and uh, what's my man, the, the rapper senator. Lil Nas X was on the joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, the senator he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, nah, I love that too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which was surprising to me. I didn't expect like as they were doing the montage to see the Congress. Like out of all the people, yeah, you know, I, Lil Nas, like I could see that, but um, just because they are in that same entertainment circle, but to actually see everybody that was mentioned in this which i thought was pretty cool that one i mean i I guess uh uh, dave don't gotta ask permission he's gonna do what he do but it almost seemed like he at least ran it past him you know what i mean so guess who couldn't do that (laughs) (laughs) exactly it's like dave is saying this stuff happened and i'm making y'all laugh but then i'm showing you receipts cat is like making us laugh but then I'm, I'm left, yeah, I'm left with feeling like, oh, that you kind of made it convenient for what you wanted to say. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, I, I almost Dave's at that level and he's got so much respect that people are happy to be in a Dave Chappelle joke. You're almost immortalized. Like if I'm Lil Nas X, I'm like, right. I'm in the Dave Chappelle joke and he's any and I'm cool with him. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's kind of yeah. almost an honor to be yeah. even brought up. In yeah, that man was you know Nas X wanted him in a video. I'm like, what video did he want to hit Dave Chappelle? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's, that to me, that's critical. Like, I think what makes a comic exceptionally funny isn't always that it's a little bit of truth to it but i think that raises the level of quality in your jokes when there's yeah. like truth to it right mm -hmm. and i think even if it's about ourselves like race jokes whatever if there's a little truth to it it makes it more funny right yeah. i think cat having all this you know ambiguity about the truth and what he's telling and and also why by comparison i think kevin hart's jokes aren't as funny i don't think kevin hart is at that pinnacle of stand-up because a lot of his stuff you could tell didn't happen. It didn't right. really happen. Right. It's not real. It's written. It's funny, but it's like yeah. that's why it doesn't reach the level of funny that I think Dave gets to because we know Dave be telling us stuff that's really based on truth. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, hey, um, the the Chris Rock thing made me laugh too. When you talk about truth, it like we kind of saw that whole thing unfold right. where the dude came on the stage and he was describing describing right. how he thought. And and love, you can probably relate to this because I did have to laugh. Uh, uh, being Junior Treadstone, man, I'm not at Love's level yet. You know, when they need some uh, assistance or backup from the from the locals, man, they'll call me in. But I died laughing thinking about the, his security with the slippery dress shoes on, <laughs> coming oh, on yeah. the stage and falling and busting That's his hilarious. ass, and then right. Dave having to fight on his he, own. So. He took me right back to watching that video. I was like, that dude did fall, and they tried to come out first. <laughs> so, hey, man, so to all my people out there, what was his name James? What's his name James? What was the guy's name? Nah, it was. Hey, he if you're going to be tactical, make sure you get the dress wear shoes, shoes the soul, man. Man. Yeah, right. Just wear some sneakers. Nike boots. to me because I was like, Jamie Foxx was punishing that dude. Is he going to talk he, about that? And then at the very was. end, he was like, Jamie Foxx hey, uh, Fox ran up there. It's so weird, man, how your perception, um, and that's one thing that Kat did mention, is that the machine can take you down in an instant because... Uh, because I even laugh when he did the Diddy part, but I laugh for reasons that probably Dave didn't even, um, you know, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> anticipate when he did it. He's like, take that, take that. He's yeah. like, hey, and who saved the day? P. Diddy. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but also still funny because we saw all them dudes jump in, which also goes to Lof's point. If the situation was reversed and it was Cat. All these jokers jumping in, jumping on stage, coming to his. Cat, know, Williams, Cat Williams wouldn't have let Chris Rock tell the joke. He'd have took the mic back then and beat him upside the head with the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, fellas, um, enough of the comedy stuff, man. Let's get back into some of the comic key stuff. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we want to finish out this what if review since uh, both Dane and James now had opportunity to finish up those last few episodes. So. Um, and we'll give you all our grades for uh, What If Season 2. And also probably, I guess now, mention the trailer for What If Season 3. I don't know how that's already out, but go for it, man. What If Season 2, man? What were your, your last thoughts? And James, you probably start since you had seen the, less, the least of, of the series when we first yeah. talked about it last week. Yeah, I really liked how the um, action picked up 
as the season progressed. I know y'all discussed it before, but I was kind of thinking like, eh, it's still kind of slow. I, the Avengers, like uh, I finally saw the the Avengers and what was it? Um, um, uh, when they went back in time. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of progressed from there. How do you say her name? Kahari? Kahari? Kahari. Um, That episode, I was kind of like, it's good, but didn't rise to the levels. But when I saw the last two with evil Doctor Strange and um, uh, what was the other Avengers? I guess it was the um, Avengers in olden times as well. 1602 Avengers. 1602. Yeah, it picked up. And I, I left it. Did it? enjoying the last ep- like the the conclusion and the action <laughs> that they did but i still don't know why i peggy guess carter she's kept- yeah there. peggy carter <laughs> is the know why. kind of linchpin you know why. You know why. <laughs> it even goes back to season one of what if where she's kind of like that linchpin but at least they made her dope and that's at least what i appreciated like that's not a character that i needed or wanted or even thought of in the realm of what if but at least she was doing cool Captain America type stuff. And so was Kahori. And um, I remember thinking, like, it's strange. Like, he's a bad guy, right? In this realm. Like, when did he yeah, become good? Right. And then it finally flipped. And I was like, okay, this is what should be occurring. But I, I did enjoy those last two episodes. Um, overall, this this season was a little bit slower um, and more thought-provoking and, and uh, than the previous seasons. And kind of like you said, we didn't get the characters that we had i was looking back at the other what ifs and we had black panther man we had um again we still had peggy uh sprinkled in there but we had more iron man thor like mm-hmm. we had you got a split second of black panther in this one i'm pretty sure yeah, briefly and we got hulk. we finally got some hulk and yeah. i thought it was dope how he fought the uh uh happy hogan hulk name the freak <laughs> The freak, <laughs> the purple freak. <laughs> that, that's what they call Rob, man. <laughs> so, uh, Dane didn't like your comment about thought provoking. I'm just go ahead, let him hop back in there. Dane, tell me since you um fi- finished it up now, what were your your lasting thoughts? Five and a half. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I mean, I I was only two episodes out. John was born. I ain't really have much more to say. Than Even I the last, last two week. were born to you. I fell asleep on the last episode. I had to start it over. Two wow. questions. Yeah. Two questions wow. about the things I suggested. Just did y'all did y'all get that anime feel that I was talking about? Because I, I did. Like, and that's why I liked yeah. it. Uh, but mm-hmm. going back, I did have to think that you you y'all were on point with y'all um, observation that the characters that we got weren't the ones that we wanted because I didn't know what I was missing until them last two episodes where I started seeing more familiar faces and it's um, even going into, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the next season with the other trailer is like seeing um, winter soldier and some of those characters like that would have been better position. Heck Mm -hmm. there's ways that they could have even propped up like a Falcon who's in the movies and somebody that they're trying to uh, um, sail to us. Yeah. Exactly. What so, if Falcon could have super serum? Like something. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they like could have propped up Falcon. That... They could have propped up Shang Chi. They it's, yeah. Shang Chi is a big one that was yeah. missing. Like man, pause. But why did they not have Shang Chi, man? Right. Why? Yeah, why they sense. don't do what if the commanders can make the playoffs again? Oh, they could man. bring, could bring old old people back. 
Charles Mann. Daryl Green, Charles Mann. Manley. Texas Manley would know all the – he would be able to read all the plays. Give, give him his a, little – That's a great universe, universe y'all. That's a nice universe. We get, we get the young Trent oh, back. Man. Trent Williams. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, th- thank you. Thank you, Lyle, because uh, we did not need to rehash this one, man. Um, you ain't said a five, five and a half, you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm about there with you. I think five and a half is fair. Yeah. A, a genuine average. Thank you. Bring on uh, X-Men 97, please. Yeah, I don't know why you're asking for that. We're about to get into it <laughs> in a minute. Live with your review. <laughs> um, Don't be nice to this. I'm about nice six. Yeah, I'm about six. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest, man. Mm-hmm. I told y'all, I waited for y'all to get this out the way, but I really think Kahori is going to be just like uh, what we talked about last week, Dane, with Harley Quinn. I think they're going to yeah. take a stab at introducing a character that's completely o- o- original to the show into the real MCU movies. Yeah. And I, I like that character. Her power set yeah. and all that is dope to me. I just and that's think, what I was going to say, too. Yep. Yeah, so um, that that was actually a highlight for this season for me. So I think that's even why I gave it a six. So, <laughs> kind of so got exhausted. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was gonna say byproduct of the multiverse saga. Like she come her from her universe mm-hmm. into six one six. Yeah. So then I mean we're gonna get X Men too. Or or some mutants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mutants, and okay. um some people also brought this up on social media. I don't know if y'all posted it in our group chat, but they were like, Did y'all peep how Kahori had the same exact sort of like feeling with trying to save her people, going back to save her people that Killmonger did? And I was like, Oh, oh yeah. I did recognize that for what it is, but I didn't make that connection. Right. And they were yeah, just saying that that's odd that she actually did do it. <laughs> like she yeah. wasn't like, no, that's not a good idea. <laughs> like I, all I, her people went with her. They was like, right. yeah. oh yeah, we're going to rock against these colonizers. <laughs> I kind of did. Tore their just, asses because, up. <laughs> just because I thought that's what Strange was going to use to make her the bad guy because he is the one that like he he tried to make it initially appear that she was the the big villain that was doing something evil. So I was like, maybe that's the angle because the Kahori that we saw in the previous episodes, it wasn't mathing. The math wasn't mathing. But I, I actually would prefer them to do that more often, create unique characters and give them their lane. And, and they actually did it well this time. So I think that if this character comes to the MCU, there still might be some explaining to do for people that didn't watch What If, but I think it's interesting Disney, enough. But. Disney Disney only going to write that story, but so much. You know, they're they <laughs> burying that part of history. I know. They, well, they got to do something to counteract Pocahontas. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a six and a half. What if Pocahontas was, was average? Um, I think average. I, it's down below average, bro. I, I think I liked um, uh, being a movie buff. I liked how they at least tried to take a play on some of, you know, pop culture movies and stuff out there again if they'd have done it with characters that y'all pointed out it just makes more sense with the diehard instead of using yeah. um happy just you know shoehorn in another character that's better you know tony whoever but um, they stopped though why Why wasn't the last episode like poltergeist or something i mean they keep that <laughs> thing keep that thread going then it would have been a little more a lot more interesting because then i would have spent my time what movie is this they pulling from it would have gave me something uh, to look forward to. That would have been cool, like they did with the with the uh, Happy Hogan episode. What was the 1602 doing? episode pulling from? Nothing. That's the point. Yeah, that's what I said towards the end. <laughs> yeah. But um, it circled back and being like regular. But yeah, at least it had the action and stuff in it. Like Lav said, I really enjoyed the animation and the fighting and stuff towards the end because that wasn't in the beginning. It's almost like they needed to combine the two. 
Um, the first half had that interesting um, through point where they were using uh, old movies. And then the latter half had all the action, but the first half didn't have that level of, you know, stuff going on. So, mm. yeah. That 1602 we'll episode, probably some movie none of us ever saw. Some <laughs> some, <laughs> some old awesome. school, something what? about Europe or something movie. Now, the new trailer f- that they just showed for uh, season three is right up my alley. Seems a little bit more street level. Uh, it's got my man uh, Red Guard in and my boy Winter Soldier, who almost, I almost feel like uh, I'm selling our people out, but I feel like he should have been Captain America at least first. <laughs> at least he's got some <laughs> superpowers. But uh, and then, it actually uh, that was a uh, Lawrence Fishburne. What's his name? Gigantor, yes. whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. What's his name? Gigantic. Uh, or something. Uh, I think he was. It's the black. I don't know what the. I don't know what the black giant man's name was. The giant. Yeah, yeah, they called him Giant Man. It was simple. Yeah. Yeah, he had another name. <laughs> I like Gigantor better. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, while uh, Jonathan's looking it up, I actually I'm saw looking. Godzilla Minus One. Um, did any of y'all oh, you think? get a chance to go out and see it? Nah. It was really good. Uh, it's subtitled. Goliath. So that, Goliath. 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 That's what it was. A uh, precursor there. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, and it's not perfect. There's definitely some CGI moments here or there where it's like, oh, but you could tell it was done on the cheap. But what they did that we didn't get in Rebel Moon was they did real character development. And uh, it really had an interesting plot. It followed a kamikaze pilot um at the end of the world war uh, that didn't go through with um the kamikaze uh mission and he actually when godzilla attacked ran away uh so he has to go back to japan almost shamed dealing with it and then they're dealing with the fallout from the bomb which also is super interesting because we just watched oppenheimer like seeing the mm. fallout there mm. and it's called godzilla minus one because they were basically at zero as a culture trying to rebuild and um get japan back after uh the bomb was dropped and then here comes godzilla and they're on their own trying to fight because uh um america wouldn't help out because they didn't want to um you know lose ground with the russians it was good man it it had a lot of character development you actually cared about the people and it made godzilla scary again like he wasn't like coming to save the day he wasn't a friend he was a monster like chewing people and throwing them across the room and blowing stuff up. Every time he showed up, he was a problem. So that it's worth checking me, out. That joint made me think, what if the, from the beginning, the inception of the the like the, uh, the story that Godzilla was symbolic of the United States? I think like, it was. Well, not even the United States, but I think it was symbolic of like the atom bomb. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his impact on yeah. their culture. Like yeah. if okay. he was a metaphor for the right. destruction that happened. So mm-hmm. but it was good, man. Um I don't think it's like movie of the year. I think because it was so good that it had uh Godzilla in it, but we were talking about it being like Oscar worthy and all that oh, stuff shoot, earlier. <laughs> it's not that, but if you like monster movies, these are the movies I like. I I like all these, you know, high concept dramas and all that stuff that's uh, Oscar worthy. It, it's great, but I like a little sci-fi. I like a little twist in it, which is why I like from uh, the little world the, behind. From the that I, saw, I like the way it looked. Yeah, it looks me, good. Now there's some moments that it's like, ooh. But I got, I got most a question part, I want to ask yeah, you, James. Go ahead. <laughs> you said these are the types of movies <laughs> that you like. 
What are the types of movies that you don't like, brother? Uh, y'all don't really catch me describing a whole lot of romantic comedies. Oh, and romance, romance. Just straight up dramas. Like, I like my drama to have a little bit of science fiction. I like my drama to have a little bit otherworldliness in it, man. I get enough. You know why that is, right? right? You only like sci-fi drama? You know why that is, I get right enough real-world drama, Because you just too much real-world drama and exactly. you like Oscarazzo. See, all that sci-fi, that's new stuff. So James hasn't had his feel with that type of stuff. Like, right. Back when he was like in the 1400s and stuff, that's all they did. They only did romantic stuff back then. Uh, okay. So he just had centuries of this, <laughs> romance. He, li- he lived through the time where everything was just a um, a musical, a romance right. movie. Yes. This is fresh and new. Oh, vampire. Yeah. Yeah. vampire. This is like, ooh, I like everything. <laughs> like, this oh, never happened before. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all go read them subtitles, man, and check out Minus One if y'all have the time. I don't. Dick James, hit him with the news. I almost have to intervene before I get to the news. This man has a whole PhD, but he can't read subtitles. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let him fool you, man. He gonna read them subtitles when he wants to. (laughs) He definitely Uh, told me to read. This uh, is definitely one thing that I have not seen in all my time in the different time streams and parallel universes. Um, Apparently, X-Men is going to take a more female-centric <laughs> focus. Now, I've seen that in spinoffs. There's been moments in the X-Men, X-Men Red, that, you know, Jean Grey has been the leader here or there. But uh, <laughs> we're getting a lot of female focus as of late. Uh, at least the X-Men has strong enough female characters that if they did that, it could probably still be interesting and propel it. What I did think was interesting is they're going to focus allegedly on Sinister as the big bad instead of Magneto right away and they'll get Mm. to him later. Now, Sinister is an interesting character. I would uh, prefer something different and he's a a villain that we haven't seen in the X-Men universe, so I think that's probably a good choice, but heck, man, I throw to Dane since he's our uh, X-Men aficionado. What do you think about some of these potential rumors? Well, to say that they're going to have a female focus and then to say that you're going to go Sinister... To me, screams Jean Grey, Madeline yeah. Pryor. So that that encompasses a lot of X Men story from the comic books. I just want to know who they're gonna cast to play Scott in this story because that'll determine if they just gonna overlook the male characters or it's just Jean Grey is gonna be the lead. I'm They're, cool with Jean Grey being the lead. I'm not as I'm long not. as as long as they have strong characters supporting her but you can't have famka jensen as Jean gray <laughs> in that type of story and think we gonna love that because that jump was what's weak. my girl from game of thrones <laughs> she was Jean Son- for a minute Sonya or whatever her name yeah she was good i don't i don't even remember which one you she played about. sansa uh so, oh so right, 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 right. Nobody yeah. liked the apocalypse so it just again to me it's like why why would Jean be the leader right like what what well, he didn't say they said the lead of the movie. They didn't say the oh, leader of the team. Okay. So, yeah, but I mean, we've right, seen this already right, like three times. But yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I We've I mean, seen three iterations of Jean Grey being the, I don't the, get it. the alpha yeah. and the yeah. central point yeah. of, I, of films now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we don't need it. I mean, they. I, I guess they probably use revisionist history and say, well, Wolverine was the most popular character from those movies, so let's try and make somebody I else the most me? popular character. In my opinion, this is... X-Men should always be Wu-Tang, right? You should always get 
features on different storylines in every movie. It should I not focus that. on one singular person, even Wolverine. Wolverine I, I should get his I own agree. spinoff. Yeah. And he I could agree. do that. But what X-Men movies should always be about the collective and ultimately they win together. Yeah. Now it did say female centric. So uh at least I'll say this. Can y'all think of another property that has as strong female characters comic book wise no. as X-Men, you know, um, I mean, they only, got only one rogue gene. Yeah, Even only Kitty Wonder has Woman. had her moment. Wonder Woman. Shadow Cat been like that at times. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. So, so like, yeah, um, I mean, you got, you, know, you say it's Storm. There, there are some, yeah, like, I think G.I. Joe has, like, like we grew up really liking, yeah. you know, G, Lady J. Lady Jane and Scarlet. And Scarlet. Oh, yeah. um, I, I, but it's just, the the it's just a lot of them. And like you said, in X-Men, so it's cool, but I mean, I don't you, know, you, they, uh, I just, uh, okay. I, what I won't be okay with is if they filled a team that's just Rogue, Jean Grey, Storm, Shadowcat, Jubilee, Psylocke. Like, if that's yeah, the entire team, yeah. if, if that's the entire team, then I'm going to be like, okay, y'all killing what me. I, what I, here's where I would be okay with it. If, as they introduce characters in the initial X Men, Maybe Wolverine is not necessarily up front, which I think I would be. A bad, I, I think Wolverine. that would be a bad choice. But I don't need Wolverine. I don't want Wolverine because I don't think they're going to cast him well again. And I think it's going to be Wolverine <laughs> overload at some yeah. point. Because so I, I can do a you, movie without you, Wolverine. Because I think at first you recognize Wolverine is sort of like he comes later, and he's also like kind of yeah. like an outcast, and he's like you know and, like he's an antihero. He don't really like like, and, like the structure. So like my thing is maybe you don't have to focus on him and Cy- Cyclops so much, but I definitely think they need to change Cyclops. Cyclops needs to, yeah. a whole whole revision. Overhaul. Yeah. Yeah. They the did movies. Cyclops dirty. And, and I think, you know, even though that we know that there's a history of Storm being a leader of the X-Men, uh, I think her story is super dope and I think has to be part of the introduction of mutants. And I almost feel like they should do some of this in movies that aren't X-Men. I think yeah. they really need to start introducing us to the mutant the real mutant saga that will continue in the future. Right. And some of these stories that have nothing to do with them. So whether it's, uh, I don't, we ain't even getting no movies next year, but yeah. you know, even if it was, uh, what, what's, what's the, uh, the bad Avengers. The, um, oh, the dark Avengers. Yeah. Whatever. What's, what's that movie called? The, um, Oh, the, um, uh, James, oh your, your group that you love, the, uh, they asked the, about the yeah. street level people. No, not the street level people. The uh, they got the Red, the Hulk, Red Hulk and uh, yeah, oh, Thunderbolt. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thunderbolt. Yeah. So even if Thunderbolt somehow starts talking about, all right, look, we got Century out there, and we this genetic stuff is going on. Uh, we got this dude, this company that Sinister owns. Like they're doing genetic modification. <laughs> Everybody yeah. wants to get in on the superhero business and create yeah, the, some. The sad thing is that they've already tried because what's her name? Miss Marvel is a, they already confirmed as a mutant, and there's yeah. somebody else that was random that ended up being a mutant that they confirmed. So they're kind of laying the groundwork. It just hasn't been done, you know, as well as I think it it needs to be done. So they're they're trying. Yeah. I don't want Mister Sinister to be a businessman. <laughs> I want him to be. I want him to be lurking in the shadows, just like a mad scientist that like plays with people's DNA, just like he do in the comic books. 
Hey, just real quick, Dane, explain Mr. Sinister for those listening that might not be as familiar with him. So the traditional Mr. Sinister story was this mad scientist that experimented on himself, not knowing that he had mutant DNA um, and was just trying to figure out a way. I believe he was trying to bring his uh, save his wife's life. Mm-hmm. So he was he started experimenting on human DNA, trying to splice DNA together to see if he could cure ailments and diseases. And then he he went crazy and started trying to extend his own life. So he lives like extremely long. And then he. Uh, he was approached by Apocalypse, which I doubt we're going to see. In Probably not, yeah. <laughs> he was approached by Apocalypse to, you know, like, work under <clears throat> Apocalypse to, you know, Apocalypse would give him gifts to, you know, help his science along and, you know, help him to become more powerful and stuff like that. Sound like um, a businessman to me. <laughs> yeah, but he was but but it was it was it wasn't about like oh I own this business and my company does the science work. It was more like I want to capture these mutants and cut them up and splice their DNA together to create a stronger mutant or to create and that's why he created a clone. He's like he cloned humans. He cloned Gene Gray and you, you, need know, a, you need a lot of money to do that. <laughs> nah. Well, I mean, Apocalypse is like it has been living since like the, right. the beginning of time. So. Hey, man, nothing wrong with somebody that's been around for a minute. That's uh, right, James. <laughs> Speaking of, we got some Kang news as well. Uh, did anybody see the uh, Good Morning America promo for Jonathan Major's first interview? <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, and then the, immediately the internet said that it like yep. felt like something out of the boys because <laughs> it and did. I can't unsee it now. <laughs> and, but it's it's so cookie cutter. It's so predictable. It's and then he's it's so crazy. And, that's the promo, it's like, the, and it's the cleanest we've ever seen him look. Yeah, it's PR, the man got on a real suit. And yep, they made sure to splice in the tears. Well, but yeah, you know you when your tears are public relation tears, when it comes out, you immediately wipe them. Yep. Okay. Hey, well, he he. Uh, they also pointed out that uh, somebody said that his suit pants look like Jinko jeans, like, that. like so. He still <laughs> found a way to make his that's that, that's suit that Fat Albert influence. Fat right? Albert, like you yep. got that seventies bell bottom look. John it's, so, Paul- it's so interesting because uh, Good Morning America is ABC, which yeah. Disney owns. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. both that at ESPN. Ah, so the fact yeah. that they even offered him mm-hmm. a seat for it to be interviewed. It is a whole nother level of tomfoolery. Like I don't understand this. It just I don't, means even, I don't understand it. it what is, it what just means there's at? a scheme in the background, man. Nah, call that it's profitable. We yeah. gonna milk you for everything we can. After we cut you out, though. Yeah. I mean, the fact that well, he even accepted yeah. it, though. That's good. Know, that's that's like, good for John. business. In their mind, that's good for yeah. business. And so we, is this. We we uh, I come. They come. You you go through something. They come to you and they say, "Look, we have to." do public relations spins on stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you get a if you get convicted, even though we're gonna get these charges down, you ain't gonna do no time. Mm-hmm. We gotta yeah. get quiet. So the public relations on you, you know, you're gonna go under a storm. We gotta wait it out. So we're gonna have to drop you. But we're gonna help you build it back up. Yeah. But yeah. in order for in order for that to happen, Dave, he has to go fall on the sword and say, I've learned, yeah. I'm sorry. I and that's what better. he's gonna do in this interview. Yeah. I don't know. I think he gonna say they railroad the black man. Yeah, if he do that, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of that promo, the last thing she, the last thing we heard her ask was, "Do you think you'll ever work in Hollywood again?" He is not going in there and saying they railroad the black man if he got to answer that yeah. question. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and that's what yeah. I think. And you you gotta realize that um, what none of these 
Kang movies or anything film for everything has been pushed back. So he has pretty much all of 2024 yeah. to see if James he can. still got hope, man. The next well, piece of news hey, you're about to read all of is going to stay James all the way Disney fired him. You know what I mean? And uh, and he's back bigger than ever. He got nah. rehired by Disney and but now he's what? in charge of Because they just didn't want him more because he was caught on tape running from Nah, it was, it was tweets. It was it cancel was culture. Yeah. yeah. So he ain't have no again, I'm telling you, if you got victims, it's different. The second thing is if your victim is a white woman, boy, that's a little bit different hill to climb. I agree with you though, Jay. I don't think this is like a death sentence for him. He I'm telling you, he's gonna do that hood gangster movie or the slave joint. One or the other. (laughs) He could definitely do the slave joint. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna definitely try to work, it's gonna work its way towards us forgiving them, and we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> hey, don't do my Jabari princess like, like that, bro. Which yeah, we'll see. And I, I think it's just enough. And then maybe, man, I'm I'm no um, public relations person or anything, but there's an, enough there to where there is a victim, but there's also enough to make it look like he's a potential victim. Again, they had a toxic relationship, but for some of the flack that he got based on the evidence that was displayed i don't know if that's even something that should totally derail somebody's career again you get held accountable but that reckless assault charge was just strange to me it was a misdemeanor though yeah right? that's not yeah it was yeah, man disney wrote the script for this interview <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, uh, did y'all also see that we talked about it last week with color purple that Coleman Domingo, uh, who we were saying is probably one of the premier black actors out there, um, especially coming into 2024, has been rumored to be potentially taking that Kang role. What do y'all think about him taking it? Uh, still, I'm still a Boyega guy. Boyega um, all the way. I don't, I don't know that they said that he's taking the role. He said that he would love to be an MCU villain. villain well, yeah. there's been and rumors. Then, and then rumors saying that they may be yeah. interested in him. He'd be but, a good Mr. Sinister. Yeah. Something like that. I just think you want so Sinister. what He's you a- want is you want a black villain going after a uh, white redhead woman to try and clone <laughs> her for his purpose. That's that's what you Uh-oh. want in X. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he said he wanted to play a villain role, man. It works, man. It's believable, right? The only hey, thing about it, him is kind of it's kind of uh, he's probably talented enough to get away from it but he does seem like a bit of a thespian and sometimes you got to find that balance i don't know if we've seen him in like one of these roles but but i would even see it in um fear the walking dead sometimes where that would come through i just don't want it to be like my man from uh Rebel Moon Cyborg, where it was like, all right, man, it's style yeah, shot. Yeah, he 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 run laps around him as far as acting yeah, goes. Yeah, but absolutely. I mean, as much as an asset that Coleman would be for the MCU uh, in a villain role, I, I don't know that I love him for Kane. To me, it's like I don't know. Like I've told y'all, I feel like Marvel, in some respects, they waste the best talent on like roles that are, and not saying Kang isn't a great role. It's just saying that Kang is sort of like, if they're going to continue it, maybe it is a great thing, but it almost feels like he gets subbed in like a substitution. Like, and I almost want the, you know, Coleman to get something maybe more fresh and he just get his own opportunity to create somebody on his own uh, and give it life. I, I don't even like that for Boyega, man. I just think he's, 
too prominent and too talented to kind of get this. Um, uh, you're the second fiddle to to Jonathan Majors. I think yeah, one of the bigger right. things that's been left out of this conversation as it relates to recasting Kane is the ability to play different iterations and variants. That's what was great about Majors. Well, we, we knew saw was going to do that. Like that's why we like Boy. Uh, <laughs> right. And because he did one role, y'all like one one. He did one only, different no, role. He, he, but he played multiple people. Majors where, where he played multiple people at other than uh he was the body he was security guard. No, no, that mm-hmm. just that's it. And that's wrong. all we yeah. needed. Yeah. Why when would we need we other... seen, uh Jonathan Majors do it other than Kane? No, I'm I'm just saying that's what we were excited about. We knew Jonathan Majors was gonna do that. Then we saw him do the nerdy. Sort of like professor. so you need someone with the range to be able to also emulate that, and we're saying yes. so. I'm not saying I'm not saying Boyega can't. He favors I'm him. I'm just saying I don't know that Boyega has proven it. Like that's a guarantee that he could go that far into doing. Oh, I'm willing to bet on that. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna think. see a Tyrone variant of Kang. Like it's got to be. Yeah, some but we we can, we we can see a Finn like variant. Right, that's Boyega to me. He was Finn was very much like a lot of the other roles he had played prior to that. To me, for Boyega, right. that was more of a normal Boyega to me. But I, if I he also could play Finn and he could play the scientist in They Clone Tyrone, mm-hmm. then and the bodyguard then can, and the bodyguard. I mean, mm-hmm. we then there's different dynamics that he could play yeah. as King. And, yeah. and we gotta forget that like that's not even his true accents. None of them. Like he's right. British. So yeah. I think that yeah. there's a lot of range that he potentially and, and, has. And the woman King. And I feel like the opportunity to be in multiple films um, and be kind of the linchpin ain't even second fiddle. Um, you know, it worked out well when Cheadle stepped in for Howard, uh, Terrence Howard. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and it helped get Cheadle have to have more prominence. And I mean, he already was Don Cheadle, but um, it did help him be a little bit more mainstream. Don't, don't forget the next Avengers film and like the next two big films were all about Kane. Originally, right. right? I know they're yeah, not even trying to go either. away from that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think it's I think it's a come up for either of them. I again, like like you said, I don't know as much. Like Coma Domingo is an ex- excellent actor. I just haven't had a chance to see him be like that where he's. That's that's what, that's so. really what my comment was more directed towards was D- Coleman. Y'all right. took it towards Boyega, uh, but it's really about Coleman. Is like I haven't even seen him be able to be. Something really, really far fetched from it, like a lot of roles he play. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, 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 uh, we'll, we'll, I think the biggest positive for me is that the indications seem to suggest that they're not going to go away from Kang, like some rumors had said that they yeah, might just yeah, stick it yeah, out. That's, that, that's what I would like. I want to see this kind of finished out. Yeah, I do. Too. I don't really even know how with the, the multiverse you could you could pivot away from it. Right. Yeah. I don't know how you could do it at this point. It's too much at this point. Uh, What's interesting, we talk about multiverse and variants. Uh, My man, Ryan Gosling, a.k.a. White Loff, apparently may be (laughs) in the MCU. So uh, potentially that Loff variant may be popping up (laughs) very shortly in a mystery role. Is there a role that y'all would like to see him in? I hope, again, like Loff said, they waste a lot of characters. If you're gonna get somebody with Ryan Gosling's um, namesake, uh, he's got to be somebody that I think should be prominent. But I just don't know where that role falls. Is there somebody you think that he'd be perfect to take over for? Especially when no, no, no. It just he just he's just a draw. I mean, this is the conversation we were having about a Taraji. You know what I'm saying? Like because you put certain people's names on something, people gonna come out to see it. 
whatever you decide, there's enough roles, whether it be in the Avengers or um, something new with the X-Men that he can potentially play is limitless in, in, in some, ex- some extent. So it's just pick the right, pick the right role, let him go. I'm not no big Ryan Gosling fan in particular, but I mean, if he's going to draw, have an appeal for people, then fine, bring him in there. Maybe they'll do a rom-com X-Men film. You know, I, don't know. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> they want, but. I got him. I got him doing uh, Johnny Storm for some reason. That's the ah, thing that, that wouldn't be bad. Head. And that's fine too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he's a little older than that. He would have been really good. I think he would have been, that would have been an excellent choice if he was younger. Ten years well, ago. it's perfect yeah. if Pedro Pascal is playing the, the, the uh, Reed Richards, right? It's not. Because I think they're closer in age than where I think – I don't know. I, I think Johnny, to me, seems more, like, better suited as, like, you know, like a heartthrob or the young girls, the teenagers love him. He, like, is, not that. he is a heartthrob, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess. It's just going to be grown women heartthrob. Like, he kind of did a little bit of it in as Ken, like, uh, right. yeah, that tongue-in-cheek kind of blonde, uh, yeah. you know. John yeah, I mean, Parker. I I'm under the assumption now that the Fantastic Four are going to be older. Like the kids, right. the kids are going to be like that teenage age. So Johnny Storm is not going to be a young guy. I mean, he might be you know early thirties. He could do that. He could pull that off. Yeah. yeah. Um, who were in Guardians of the Galaxy? Right there. Mm-hmm. Um, who was the planet that Thanos destroyed? He, and, uh, the planet Thanos destroyed. He, uh, Which when it, we didn't get to see it happen, and uh, Nova, oh, yeah. no, the, yeah, Nova would be some like oh yeah, that's Nova. not the name of the planet. That was the name. I, of I know Nova Core yeah. is what I was trying to right. get to, mm-hmm. but Nova is the person I think of. Oh yeah, Nova, adult, yeah, yeah, adult version, and then um, I think Angel as an X Men uh, might be a good. Um, uh, I can see that too. Mm-hmm. I can see yeah. that. Too. Yeah, yeah, both of those are good picks. Yeah. yeah. I guess coming up, and I'm going to probably move the run sheet around a little bit because both of these are street level type of uh, uh, news, and that's right up my alley, is allegedly uh, uh, rumor is the four Spider-Man is going to be like a street level civil war and that Kingpin is going to be like the street level big bad or the street level Thanos where yes, he's going to be the the uh, thread that kind of weaves them together, which is perfect. Right up my alley. I love all these street level characters. And Kingpin is usually that person that's in the background with Spider-Man, with Daredevil, with Luke Cage. <clears throat> all these guys go up against Kingpin at some point or fashion, and then they team up to go against them. Jessica Jones, uh, you name it. Even though Purple Man was her, you know, big villain, Kingpin was always waiting in the wings. Uh, what do y'all think of those two rumors? Y'all know how I feel. I love it, but I do think Kingpin needs to be updated. Um the, so the go traditional, the the, no, the traditional mob boss doesn't make sense anymore. Like Kingpin needs to be made more relevant to what someone at a level of power that, you know, in criminal enterprise um, that would suggest that he can be that powerful. But I also like the idea of him being strong in the street sense, like where he can actually fight these villains and stuff like that, but also have the power and pull and influence to pull in people to throw at these. So he need to be, he need to be like the bad guy in Reacher. Yeah. Um, or just what we've seen in real life, like people who really, you know, work for these big corporations and have enough money and pull to, to pull in what we would call super villains. Like he can pay them or he can influence them in a way like, Oh, I got your wife. And we're going to, well, they make, they make, 
if you read the comics, he does a little bit of that now, um, where they've made him more up to date. Um, He's become mayor. Yeah, yeah, he's been politics. He's gone corporate in the business and all that stuff. So I think the kingpin we're seeing now, especially in Echo, because it goes back in time. uh, He's a bit more of a businessman, politician. Um, yeah. And I think if they get to that level, it'll be perfect because they've yeah. been trying to update them. Although I still like the street level yeah. um, mafioso kind of boss uh, because I just think that that's interesting. I'd when, like you know, him to be crime. closer to Trump. That that type of an angle. Yeah, which they've kind I don't know if they've made him like Trump where there's fanatics that love him, but he is a, a corrupt politician. Yeah, um, yeah. So I love that. But he was mayor of New York. They still have like, level. What if that's why supervillains, like dumb supervillains, wanted to work with him and stuff? Because they just believed in his ideology and was like, you know what? You're right. I hate the only thing with that. Or and I guess it imitates life, but I'm starting to get tired of all the Trump like uh like we don't know, yeah. man. Maybe we give it him too much. Like yeah, everything is right. is circling back to where he some Trump like figure is the yeah. big bad, and it's getting to us like, all right, man, we kind of seen this. Getting over yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like to see him got to it. I like to see him take the super soldier serum if he and, and, <laughs> and, and the same film together. No, I'm serious. I mean, like, yeah. like I, I get it. I know y'all More make him a mutant. He did. Everybody else is, but nah, that's that's stupid. Then you know what I mean? Because then it's, it gets too far from the original, you know, what the character is, and and it. But the super soldier serve is it? No, because it. if you make him fight Spider Man, you got to make that make sense. You can't just have him fight Spider Man and I'd be okay with it. Spider Man, the Spider Man that exists and the the Wilson Fisk that exists in this same universe cannot fight each other. Spider Man so, will demolish him. But the the thing is, Kingpin ain't really fight everybody hand to hand. He threw all of them other cats at him, and then he was. That's talk, not how we tell King down and broke Spider Man. He's going to fight Spider Man unless you, if you don't have any physical. I wouldn't have him fight Spider Man. I, yeah, I wouldn't have him fight. I would have him okay. continue to fight Daredevil. Yeah. Whoever, whoever, Echo. we would make the script be that people who can fight Spider Man are cool at working for Kingpin and being right, on right, and that's right. where their fight is because it's like you said, if it's a street level civil war, it's different fights happening. Got it. I would just conveniently make Kingpin fight people like Daredevil. And, and then he got, also he got not, leverage on people, so he yeah. stops fights before they happen. And that's right. fine. And I'm I just don't, not opposed mm-hmm. to what Jonathan's saying, where you come up with whether it's super soldier serum or he's a mutant or some experiment. Marvel loves a sci-fi experiment that makes people stronger. He's got the money to do it. And he's got the money to get his hands on a super soldier serum. I'm not opposed to them giving him some super strength to make it a little bit more grounded. Uh, I think both could be interesting. Let me restate that. Please don't show me him fighting Spider-Man without any other special means and being able to <laughs> hold his own. Not this iteration. Let him fight Falcon. Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> he can fight Black Cap. That's why I said I like I, I like the idea of him not fighting really at all for the most yeah. part. Right. Like, yeah. I like him being able to be like using his intellect and his influence to just yeah which is like you said it's how it is in the comics he's really like a daredevil like he'll fight daredevil or he'll fight an echo or electra people he can kind of and then he snicks the goons on the people that he can't get with so like game of thrones does an amazing amazing job at that right they show this like socio-political stuff going on with the king or queen at any given time exactly playing chess i like they People just need to adopt some of that towards comic book movies. I know it sounds silly, but if you begin to do that, then you don't have to rely on people looking at big bads as having to fight. Like you, Everyone looks Agreed. at Joffrey and hates him more than anybody. And he didn't right, fight right. Not, nobody. Yeah. yeah. 
He yeah. found goons and used his power influence to make you hate him. And yeah, that, that's where I think that they have not utilized the TV format because that's how you do it. Because you have 10 right. hours to potentially build this villain slowly or, you know, and they got, I guess they got pages of material, just like Game of Thrones had thousand page books that, to mm-hmm. reference. Uh, there's comic books that they could reference, but just use that extra time to build him slowly instead of, um, you know, wasting it. Like you said, just trying to do the traditional uh, bad guy that doesn't use his brains. Yeah, yeah, maybe my maybe it's just my Treadstone experience, but you can hurt people, you can <laughs> hurt people more by by hurting the people they love than punching them in the face. Yeah, exactly. Right. I agree. Everybody um, got superpowers. Uh, a, a little interesting. Uh, I know we we put the news that uh, Stephen Ewan was going to take over and be Sentry, um, but apparently due to scheduling conflicts, um, delays by Marvel, he's had to drop out. He said that he's still interested in joining the MCU and still wants to work for Marvel, but it's not going to work for this role. There has been rumor that Superman himself, Henry Cavill may jump in to be Sentry. I think it's a lot of wishful thinking by fans because Henry Cavill's Superman closer to the traditional look that we would have had for Sentry. But what do y'all think of that rumor? And uh, what do y'all think about Steve Ewan dropping out? I'd be cool with Henry Cavill taking over that role. He looks more like the comic book page Sentry than Stephen Ewan will ever look like it. I probably look more like Sentry than Stephen Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate it. I'd hate it. Mm. Watch you put in that role. Because Century One is probably one of the easiest people to cast. There's probably a hundred actors who would look like Century that we could mm-hmm. pick from to put him in there, put him in the gym, and he'd be fine. Yeah, it might be good. Second, maybe, uh, maybe Ryan Gosling is going to be Century. Uh, who's the guy? High School Musical. That's, and, that's uh, a fact. Nah, that, did, don't, yeah. don't skip over what John just said. That mm-hmm. actually that could work. I missed it. Really what did John good. say? He said, what if Ryan Gosling was actually the connection to replace True. Him? That might work. Yeah. And that that would be, I don't think he, I don't think he could put on the weight to look like a Superman, but I ain't think that yeah. about Steven Ewan either. I was so. about to say, I, obviously they're not trying to make him but, look hey, like Hey, what's, like what's your guy that uh, he just did the wrestling movie? He put on like the weight for Efron, yeah, no, let him play He Man. He's too he short. Like he Man in short for Century. Yeah, but you, yeah. man, you always talk about people height. You thought I was short. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell on screen. You know what I mean? They do a good yeah, job. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that they necessarily we don't even know how tall Homelander is. <laughs> we don't necessarily know how. I mean, they they don't have Century as this really super tall guy in the comic right. anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gosling is my height. He's six foot even, so he's yeah. not short and he's not particularly tall, but. On camera, he'd look, he'd look, you know, he wouldn't look short or small. So Gosling yeah. actually, and, and I, embarrassingly enough, did try to check out Barbie. He, he was, you know, he was ripped up in that jump. So he hits yeah, the he gym. Yeah, yeah, so he he probably would be perfectly fine as that. Um, But my thing with Henry Cavill is it's just too lazy. You know, it's just too lazy for me. It's <laughs> yeah. like, and I don't want my man to get typecast in a way. Like, I would love to be, man, y'all, t- I told y'all this. My, my, my pick is for him to be Captain Britain. I mm-hmm. think that's too perfect. Yeah, except we've got, got Peggy Carter now. She dead though. She dead. No, no, she's not. No, they're gonna bring her back. Don't worry. <laughs> oh man, yeah. She definitely is gonna end up in the MCU. I I you know, I could just see it. But and I'm and I'm good with that, man, because uh what's what's the girl that plays her, Haley? Uh yeah. I wanted to say Stansfield, but um I I like oh, the actress that does it, man. Yeah, Atwell. Yep. Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. 
yeah. you know, one of uh, Dane's Jabari princesses. Yeah, so I'm, I'm good with hey, her. Hey, white white patent. White patent. Hey, just to wrap up the news, uh, something that I thought was interesting. We also uh, discussed a few weeks ago just how streaming services and things were going to look in the future. And we're, we're probably not going to be in a world where there's 100 different streaming services anymore. We're going to lose some. Some are going to gain. There's a big rumor out there that Warner Brothers and Paramount are discussing a possible merger, which would ultimately merge the Paramount Plus um, and Showtime uh, um streaming service with what we see with max i still be wanting to call it hbo max so time and hbo would be on the same network now oh yep yep so all that streaming uh property would be all in the same place potentially if this merger came down and happened we was growing up showtime versus hbo was the the big thing yep (laughs) even with boxing you know what i mean like you used to watch showtime or hbo all this would kind of be under one umbrella both of them get out of boxing and now they can stop fighting Right. right. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. Is the is the brother still trying to buy it? The the hedge fund guy that's got all those people backing him. Byron uh Byron Allen? Yeah. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Byron Allen feel like he Cat Williams in it some of it. Yeah, he wanna buy everything, man. Everything, <laughs> man. I, didn't he put in for the commanders too? Right. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no it wasn't the commanders. The he put in for uh, the Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Broncos, okay, yeah. yeah. Same it, difference. It, but uh, it I just like think it. it's interesting because uh, those are two big properties again. Um, the movies wise, you know, we know uh, Warner Brothers has been in the game for a minute and Paramount just dropped uh, Mission Impossible and Top Gun. All those movies are, are Paramount movies. And then Warner Brothers, of course, coming off Barbie and Oppenheimer and the DC catalog. Um, those coming together. Now, I don't know what price would look like, but like, would we still get a reasonable price where it's no. $15.99 or is no. now gonna be oh, let's go 40 bucks? You know what I mean? Because you're getting to. Yeah, so yeah, you're going. I, think, I, I mean, I'm all for it. I hope it happened because there's a whole lot of Paramount Plus stuff I ain't gonna never see otherwise. <laughs> At least it's one login <laughs> that just reduces the uh, daggone passwords I gotta remember to right. get to different apps. I noticed that Amazon been um been promoting that lately, saying uh, all these networks one login, like that's part of their tagline. So yeah, mm-hmm. but they but you still gotta pay for those other streamers. No, you do. But I'm saying Amazon. that's been yeah. my one of my biggest gripes. It's like I just yeah. want to log in. One oh yeah, place. Amazon low key. They you've been able to do that on Amazon yeah. with a lot of them for a minute, but they just haven't promoted it like they should. That just yeah. should have been. Uh... Yeah. Well, all right. This hey, this has been another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe podcast. Check us out everywhere you get your podcast: Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher. We out here. Make sure you go check out Echo this week. I think it drops on Tuesday, not Wednesday, Tuesday night, January the 9th. All five episodes is what I'm hearing. Is that yep. correct? Six. I thought it was six. It's five, 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 five. five. And so um, we will come back with a full review of all five episodes next week or the week after, whenever we get back on again. Nah, that's a lot good. of pressure. At least the first. <laughs> man, as quick as you did. Right. And just we waited all this time and then we just blow through it and then not got nothing for next week. All right, so let, let's let's see what we feel like we watched the first nothing. episode. Let's savor it. Enjoy it. Which is like, you're blowing. I said, I ain't blowing nothing. Also, check us out on Instagram at the Black Cinematic Universe. For all y'all already checked out, we love you for those still here with us. Jabari princesses like that. We'll talk to you next time. We love you. Rob, stay up. Peace. You, you can't Peace. ignore me, but you ignore Rob when he do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs>